Welcome to the Live, Move, Feel podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Aitken. I'm an exercise physiologist with close to 15 years experience and movement is my cup of tea. Now, we know that there's a strong link between movement, mindset and lifestyle. So I hope this podcast will leave you with a few takeaways that allows you to live your life to the fullest. So put your earbuds in, get moving, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Live, Move, Feel podcast. Now I hope you are having a wonderful week. Um, My week is going a whole lot better than it was last week, that is for sure. Um, And I think one of the main reasons for that, I did end up probably quite sore just with um, some lingering doms that just would not go away over the last probably week and a half or two weeks. So decided to take a deload with my training this week and we're three days in and it has made the absolute world of difference. So I think I know I talk about it all the time. There's a lot that goes up on my Instagram page around recovery and rest days and deloads. But yeah, just a a reminder, I think that you know, if you're ever starting to feel that your training is plateauing or um, you're just not recovering as well as you normally would, that it is okay to step back and uh, give your body a bit of a break. So I'm in a whole lot of a better mood this week, that is uh, for sure. Now, in today's episode, one thing that I am wanting to focus on today is going to be squats. And one of the reasons for that is I find that squatting, aside from say deadlifts and hinging and RDLs, squatting can be one of the hardest moves for people to master and really feel comfortable with. Um, So what I'm wanting to look at today in this episode, I run through a few different ways um, and a few different things and variations that you can actually play around with and modify in your squats until you find a position that you are really comfortable with. And I think what we really need to remember here when it comes to squats is that there is just no one single correct technique that must be applied when it comes to the squatting movement. And this is because we need to actually take into consideration so many individual factors when it comes to a squat. Now, we need to be looking at someone's mobility. Um, So what sort of movement do they have through their hips, their knees, their ankles, um, through their thoracic spine? So does does that person have any movement restrictions or limitations? Um, We also need to be looking at someone's injury history. So if someone has an ankle injury that doesn't allow for good dorsiflexion, so um, plantar flexion is when we're pointing our toes to the ground, dorsiflexion is when we're pulling our toes up towards our shins, and that's what we need at the bottom of a squat. But if someone doesn't have good dorsiflexion, they're going to struggle to get into a really deep or low squat position. So we would need to be looking at ways around this. And then we also need to look at individual anatomy and biomechanics. So some hip structures just don't allow someone to squat, say, with a narrow stance. And then we also need to be taking into consideration goals of an individual. So a power lifter is they're going to have no choice. They have to hit parallel in their squat. Um, However, somebody else may not actually need to go that low, whereas you may be working with other people that need to work below parallel in their squat. So if you're struggling to find a comfortable way to squat, or perhaps you're having issues with your technique and you feel that your squat just isn't right, here are a few things that you can actually start to play around with next time you squat or in your training. Now on that as well, one thing I am going to say is keep going, okay? You won't necessarily feel comfortable straight away. So like anything, your squats are a skill. 
Okay, and we get better at skills. So we get better at what we practice. So don't give up straight away. Keep going. Um, Find something that probably feels perhaps the best out of maybe everything I've suggested if you're working your way through this particular checklist Um, and then stick with it, practice it, manipulate it slowly or slightly here and there if you need to and just see how it feels over the long run. So if you're wanting to build a better squat and if you're wanting to find a more comfortable way to squat, the first thing I'm going to suggest is that you actually take time to warm up properly. So very few of us and myself included are going to squat well after rolling out of bed or after sitting at our desk all day. Okay, So we need to take time to be warming up our hips, our knees, our ankles, and also our thoracic spine. So that's almost the upper half of our back. Okay, And the reason for, for warming up the upper half of your back, you might think that's funny when we're squatting, is that because that upper spine actually needs to come into a little bit of extension um, as we move into the bottom of our squat. So what you might see with some people, if they don't have good uh, mobility or extension in their upper back, is that they actually hunch almost and round over in the bottom of their squat. So that's one reason why it's really important to, um, I guess, mobilize and open up the upper part of your back is because we we do want a slightly upward, upright posture, I should say, at the bottom of our squat. We don't want to be hunching or rounding forwards through our back, okay? So little things that you can do to factor into your warm-up to target those particular joints. So again, we're looking at hips, knees, ankles, and your thoracic spine. So you can be looking at hip cars, okay? So hip circles, mobilizing your hips, body weight squats are fantastic. Fantastic. So before you even put any weight um, on your back, so no bar, just do some body weight squats. So really focus on drawing yourself down into the bottom of the position. Spend time where you're feeling a little bit tight. You might like to try some squat prying where we are gently moving side to side in the bottom of that squat position. And this is going to help mobilize the ankles, um, the knees, and also the hips a little bit more. Um, some hip distraction work before you need it. Now, if you don't know what that is, I would suggest go and Google it. It's going to be a lot easier for you to uh, get your head around hip distraction from watching, say, a YouTube video than from me trying to explain it through this podcast. Um, If you need it, you might like to try some ankle mobility, some pails and rails. Make sure you're really getting into as much dorsiflexion as you can. So when I talk dorsiflexion, uh, think knees over toes. Okay, so we're wanting to really close that angle at the front of your ankle. Some quadruped rockbacks can be great, some squat rotations, and as I said at the start, thoracic extension, and we can be training this over a roller. Okay, so again, if you don't know what any of those things are, um, jump onto YouTube, Google them, because you'll get quite a good idea of exactly, they're all very common things, you get an idea of exactly what they are, and then just factoring in five or ten minutes before your session on the days when you're going to squat can be really helpful. Okay, so that's the first thing in um, improving your squat or helping you become comfortable in a squat is to make sure you do a proper warm up. Okay, the next thing you can actually try is elevating your heels. Now, this is going to be good for someone if you have a restriction in ankle mobility. So, elevating our heels is actually going to remove some of the need for that ankle mobility. So I've explained plantar and dorsiflexion and we need good dorsiflexion to get into a low squat because we need to allow our knees to travel forward over our toes um, because that is going to adjust our center of gravity as we come into a squat. If we don't have some mass going forward over our toes, we're almost going to be falling backwards out of our squat position. Okay. Now, no, it is not dangerous to have your knees go over your toes. So if you have a think about what your knee does, for example, when you are descending a flight of stairs, 
For most of us, our knee is going to travel forward over our toes as our ankle moves into that dorsiflexed position. Okay, so elevating your heels, and this can be done by standing on two very small weight plates, so just those 1.25 kilo plates, one under each foot um, or under each heel, I should say. And you will find probably almost immediately when I work through this particular modification with my clients, their squat will improve um, almost out of sight. So it's going to allow generally you to keep your chest up a little bit more. We can get a little bit more range or depth in that squat. Um, So it can be a really valuable um, modification to add to your squat if you're finding that you're either not getting enough enough depth, your chest is dropping forward, um, or generally you're just feeling a little bit uncomfortable there. Okay, so second option, try elevating your heels, either on heel wedges or just two very small weight plates. The third thing that you can try here is to actually play around with adjusting your stance width in your squat. So what we're looking at here is a wider squat, say, versus a narrow squat. So someone might like to squat with their feet, um, you know, hip width apart, so quite a narrow stance, whereas someone ain't might also might sorry somebody else might actually need to take a slightly wider than hip width stance now why is this and this is because everybody's anatomy and biomechanics is going to differ slightly so depending on your hip structure um your pelvic angle the angle and depth at which the femur so that's your thigh bone sits in your hip socket is all going to impact how you feel in the bottom of a squat position now If you have good ankle mobility and you have no issues with your hips and you've got really good extension in your thoracic spine or your upper back, you may well feel quite comfortable in your squat with a narrow stance. So toes facing forward, um, feet parallel to each other and roughly hip width apart. Now, if you're someone who may have perhaps less hip mobility um, or you might notice some pinching in your hips with a narrow stance as you get down into the bottom of your squat, you may also know that your ankle mobility um, is a little bit poor or it's lacking. You may actually find that a wider stance can make it a lot easier and more comfortable for you to squat. Okay, so play around with those different feet positions. Um, Again, there's no right or there's no wrong. A narrow squat is going to bias our quads a little bit more, okay? And that is because generally we're going to have greater knee flexion, so our knees are going over our toes. We're getting a little bit more stretch on the quadriceps muscle, so we're going to be loading it a little bit more with a narrow stance squat. Now, a wider stance is still going to target quads because we're still flexing or, sorry, moving into knee flexion. However, we're also going to probably be getting a little bit more glute at the depth or the bottom of our squat because they're going to be on slightly more uh, stretch. So a little bit more tension at the bottom of the squat there on the glutes. And we're probably also going to be getting some adductors, so A-double-D adductors, and they're the muscles on the inside edge of our thighs because we're in a slightly wider squat stance. Okay, so playing around with elevating your heels and also playing around with your stance width can really, I guess, make your squat what go from zero to you know 80 or 90 very quickly if you find you're struggling to get comfortable or struggling with technique okay now the next point I want to cover if you're looking to just build a better squat for a lot of people this can be significantly improved by actually slowing your squat down okay so frequently I see people bouncing in and out of the bottom of your squat. So one, it does not look good. 
Um, but it also doesn't lend itself to longevity from you know injury mitigation perspective, particularly if you're doing high volume or heavy loads. Okay, so if you're struggling with your squat technique, I would really, really encourage you to slow down. And the phase of the movement that we want to slow down, or the most important phase that we're looking at, is to slow down our eccentric phase. So this is the part of the squat where we are lowering down into the bottom of your squat. So I want you to think at least three seconds, okay, on the way down. So by slowing down your squat, this is going to actually give you time to think about what you're doing. So for me, and along with a pause squat that I'll talk about in my next point, things like elevating heels, adjusting stance width, and then slowing down a squat for a client is often going to solve a large percentage of their issues when it comes to squatting, okay? So because you've actually got time to think and adjust and correct as you go if you're not racing in and out of your squat, okay? The other thing we can look at when we slow our squat down, so we're really controlling moving or that time or that phase when we are moving down into the bottom of our squat is that it's going to control our squat depth. Okay, so it gives us a chance to pause before we actually exceed the end of our controlled range of movement. Now, this is important because this means that our muscles are still active, we've got full control of the movement, and there's a continued tension on the muscles as we move up and down in the squat. When we bounce out of that bottom position and we're using momentum, there's a lot of loaded momentum going into the bottom of that squat. And if we are exceeding a depth that we have control over, this is usually a position in our squat because we have not trained that depth. Um, The muscles are going to be a little bit weaker. The ligaments and tendons and connective tissues are going to be far less conditioned and tolerant of load in that, that bottom position if you're using momentum to bounce in and out of your squat. Okay, so really important there, slowing down your eccentric phase or your lowering phase in your squat can also be another great way to really give you the time to address and look at and consider how you're feeling as you work your way down into the squat and can also help with um, technique because you've got time to correct things like, you know, knees caving in, um, you know, chest being upright and things like that. Okay, so slowing down your squat, really, really valuable. Now, connecting to that point, we also have paused squats. And I did mention there that I do like to combine a slow eccentric with a paused squat. So what this would look like would be pausing for one or two seconds at the bottom of your squat position. Okay, so if you're combining this with your slower squat, so your slow eccentric, what we would be looking at is we might be lowering down into our squat over three seconds. So taking three seconds to move into the bottom of your squat position. And then what we would do when we get there is we would be pausing for one or two seconds. So we would come to a dead stop. And the most important thing here with that dead stop is that we're not sitting in a rested position at the bottom of the squat. We are just up, so just up slightly from that resting position so that we still have tension on the muscles. Okay, so we're not down, relaxing, um, letting our bracing switch off, letting our core stabilizers have a rest. We have tension at the bottom of that squat, but we are pausing. We're coming to a dead stop. Again, this uh, particular variation is going to give you time to think about what you are doing, okay? Particularly if the squat movement pattern is still new to you, or if you're struggling to perhaps keep your 
knees out over your toes. Your knees might be collapsing in. Um, You might be bouncing out of the bottom of your squat position. So putting a pause at the bottom of your squat, um, and you can do this in your warm-up as well before you even add any load to your squat, um, is a really nice way just to see how you're feeling in that bottom position as well. All right, so that is point number five. Now, the next thing you can try if you are struggling with your squat technique or you're struggling to get comfortable um, or you're falling apart halfway through your squat is to actually reduce the load that you are trying to lift. Okay, so a lot of um, squat issues can also be solved by just scaling back on the weight that you are using. Now, most people have a reasonable squat. Okay, and how do you, I know this, because most people can sit themselves down on a chair with no issues at all. Okay, they actually look like they have a really nice squat technique if I just ask them to sit on a chair or a bench. Okay, now the minute we add weight, suddenly um, that just turns to jelly. All right, that turns to crumbs and everything seems to fall apart. Now, finding a weight that a person can squat with, the exact same technique that they do with a bodyweight squat is, is key. It's really important. So, Don't race to increase the weight that you are using when you are squatting. So if your technique and your stability and your bracing isn't watertight at a 50 kilo squat, it's not going to improve by adding more weight to the bar. Okay, it's only going to unravel further as you add more weight. So if you find that the minute you put weight on the bar that your squat starts to fall apart, then you're probably lifting um, in excess of what you have the ability to tolerate. Okay, so reducing the load on your squat, reinforcing that really good squat technique or movement pattern that you know you're comfortable with, and then gradually increasing the load or better still, actually first working to increase the number of reps that you can do with a light load before you add anything else to the bar can be really beneficial. Okay. So again, generally, we're only going to be squatting with a nice technique if our body is conditioned to tolerate that load and handle that load safely. Um, Now, the next thing that you can actually try if you're wanting to manipulate your squat is to change your center of gravity. Okay. And by this, a lot of us, I mean, changing the Um, position of where we are holding that weight. So a lot of us, when we think squats, we sort of automatically think a barbell back squat. So the weight here is going to sit behind the body. Um, And if restrictions in someone's mobility um, or strength are going to come into play, that can actually cause issues with how we're squatting. So if we've got the weight on our back and we're not, we don't have enough dorsiflexion or movement in our ankles for our knees to travel over our toes, that is going to limit our ability to shift some of that weight forward. Okay, so we're either going to feel like we're falling back in the squat or to counter the fact that we cannot bring our knees over our toes, often what we see is we're actually going to drop our chest forward. Okay, so this is then going to potentially load the back more than we would like if we have a barbell on our back and we are leaning too far forwards. Okay, so changing your center of gravity can be really, really simple and really effective. All that you would be looking to do here is to move the weight from your back to your front. Now, I don't mean necessarily a barbell front squat, but what we can look at is something far simpler than that is simply a goblet squat. Okay, so this would be where you hold a dumbbell or a kettlebell under your chin or in front of your body. So what this does, it changes our center of mass. So it 
allows us to have a little bit more weight distributed in front of the body. And as we squat, what we tend to see here is that it helps that person keep a slightly more upright posture and sit back into our hips. Now, if we are lacking ankle movement or ankle mobility, and we know that we struggle to get our knees over our toes enough to um, maintain a good squat technique with that barbell on our back, having that weight in front of our body provides a counterweight essentially. So it shifted some of our mass forward, which actually means we don't quite need as much ankle dorsiflexion to get into a good squat position. Okay, so next time you are um, adding a squat or completing a squat in your training, you might actually like to play around with that in your warm-up. Just play so it doesn't have to be really heavy. Uh, five to 10 kilos, dumbbell, kettlebell under your chin as a goblet squat and do a few reps there and just see if you can feel how that is different to having the weight on your back, okay? Um, all right, next point. Another thing you can try to help improve your squat is to utilize box squats. Now, these can be really helpful if you're working on squat depth or perhaps you have a limitation on safe squat depth. So it's going to help with consistency by giving you a target. So what you would look to be doing here is to place a bench or a small box and you would need to choose obviously a suitable height of that box for you. Um, you place it behind you, you would stand just in front of it and then you would complete your normal squat and your goal would be to just pause, skim your hips to the bench and then stand back up. So what we're not looking to do is to actually sit down on that bench or that box um, and relax, lose posture. We don't want to be rocking back. We want to be maintaining tension and angle at the bottom of our squat. Okay, so the benefit of having that box there is if you're concerned about squat depth or you've got limitations perhaps as to how far or how deeply you can squat safely, it means that you don't actually have to worry about pushing too far. It takes that element of thought out of it and allows you to concentrate more on your technique because you know you have that box behind you to indicate when you have hit a suitable or safe squat depth for you. Okay, so box squats can be another really good variation to add in there. So let me just recap on all of those things that you can try in your training if you're struggling to find either good technique or a comfortable position with your squat. So firstly, warm up, and I hope that goes without saying. Um, secondly, elevate your heels. Two very small weight plates can be perfect. Um, adjust your stance width, so play around with a wide versus narrow stance. And then you can also look to slow down your eccentric phase of your squat. So really slow down that lowering phase. Think of lowering down into your squat over a really good slow three seconds. Now you can also combine a paused squat with that. So that is pausing, coming to a dead stop. Uh, for one or two seconds at the bottom of your squat. And then if you're still struggling, we can also look to reduce the load. Okay, so really scale that back if you need to and come back to um, the fundamentals of your squat and then see how that feels there. Very, very slowly rebuilding after that. You can also change your center of gravity. So moving the weight from your back, for example, to the front in the form of a goblet squat can be very effective. And then giving yourself a target by way of a box or a low bench can be helpful um, in managing squat depth as well, if that's something that you find is um, a slight concern to you in your squats. Now, on top of all of that, 
One thing I do want you to remember is that you don't have to squat per se, okay? A barbell back squat or a barbell, you know, front squat is not the be all and end all. So what we can also consider here are other squat-based movement patterns. So depending on your level and where you're at personally, there are plenty of other squat-based exercises that are still going to provide comparable training results, okay? So you have things like a leg press, fantastic. You've got a hack squat. Um, You can use a pendulum squat, a belt squat. I touched on the goblet squat. You can also do a kettlebell sumo squat. So there's probably five, six, seven other squat-based movement patterns there that you can use if you're finding that a barbell back squat is just not for you. Okay, so play around with different things. At the end of the day, I think the most important thing is that we are enjoying our training um, and then what we do in that, that particular training session is safe and comfortable and generally with fairly good technique. Okay, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be good enough to ensure that you are not going to get injured um, throughout that particular exercise. Okay, so in summary, guys, there is no one correct way to squat. So some people are going to squat with their toes forwards. Some will squat with their toes turned out a little bit. Some people are going to use a narrow stance and some of us are going to need a wider stance with our squat. Some people might prefer to have their heels elevated, okay, whereas others can actually get away with squatting with their feet flat on the floor. Um, You may well need to stop at parallel in your squat, whereas other people can actually go lower. So the best way to squat is going to be the way that allows you to squat safely and to your maximum capabilities. So taking into consideration all of those things I touched on at the start, such as your mobility, um, your injury history, your individual anatomy and biomechanics, as well as your individual squatting goals. Okay, so plenty there that you can take away and play with. Um, I hope you found that helpful. If you have any questions, as always, guys, please feel free to reach out. So you can DM me on Instagram at Gemily underscore xfiz, or the other option there is to drop me an email and I'm at themovementlink at gmail.com. So guys, have a wonderful week. Um, Get squatting. Let me know how you go. I would love to um, find out if any of those particular tips have been helpful for you. But otherwise, as always, put your earbuds in, keep moving, and I'll be back with another episode next week. Oh, 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 oh,